said, she said, hey, what's your number? And then I said, is this you asking for my number? She was like, yes, she called. And she was like, uh, I, I, I want to help y'all because uh, they got a lot of women, you know, who, uh, what happened? A lot of women who don't want to get married. Well, they want to marry, but they want it to be perfect. Like first like first date, check their credit, check their, their background, all this good stuff like that. I'm like, well, that's one way. Mm-hmm. But that's offensive. <laughs> you don't even know him like that. Exactly. That's you the whole point. Right. In a person, and then you want to, that's personal. Yeah. That's something that, that you would ask through time as you get closer and closer and feeling like there may be some long term, you know. Yeah, but I but I guess I guess they've you know they've spent enough time, you know, kissing frogs yeah. and they're trying to figure out a, a formula to get to the to the princess, but I, maybe. But I think but I think too that we wait um I don't think that that should be something that you you ask right away, but I think we are guilty of waiting too long. That part. When we've invested too much that part. into a person. You recording? All right, here we go. Welcome to episode two of Better Marriage Daily, where we love each other in spite of each other. <laughs> and that in spite of each other will become so much clearer in the episodes to come. <laughs> So today, we are talking about, um, first of all, I'm Sean Ardwin. And I'm Vanessa. Vanessa what? Ardwin. Come on now. All right. So that's a hustle. Call me V. Yeah, right here. <laughs> call her V. And I call her Bay and Hey. And uh, what else? Whoo, Lord. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got some names for each other, man. Funny names. They'll come through as as we as we go. But um today we were thinking about what the second day pod, you know, second day topic could be. And uh V was saying that question that came through yesterday, well, the suggestion that came through yesterday, um, about you know, what what about you bringing the trauma in your early life to the marriage? And what about that? And and by that we mean like uh, most people don't even deal with the trauma before they get into another relationship or deal with the trauma and find out why they are who they are in the in the course of the in the what it was what's the word I'm looking for in in the in the realm of the relationship you know what or not knowing that you experienced trauma before you go into a marriage, not having no idea right. that what you've experienced is trauma. Because that's important. Yeah. So let's just talk about it. So um, she wanted to talk about it, so I'm going to let her start. So we got married, and then years passed. Years. Um, I would say decades. <laughs> there we go with that, two decades. Two decades. Come on. At least. Um and I did not realize that I did experience trauma. Um, it, it was trauma from, um, I would say, it wasn't childhood. It was right at um, 18. Um, you, you, you want to share whatever? You know, we, we said we're going to be open. She's like, she like after, it was after graduation. After I graduated, I was 18 years old, and a few months later, I found out that I was 
slow down. Why don't you go through that part? Because they got a whole bunch of women out there, and I've I've watched women react when you told them that story about giving up your 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 brown. So start there. Start um, there. You know, at eighteen, um, dating and had been with you know my boy, boyfriend for a, a couple of years, and uh, you know one thing led to to another. Found out that I was pregnant, and uh, just realizing at that age, when you are thinking about your future, thinking about you know going to college and making all of these uh, these plans, plans, plans into adulthood, and then you are, um, I guess I want to say hit for for me because <laughs> it was a hit. <laughs> You know, and finding out that uh, that I was pregnant um, and uh, realizing also later um, that I had given away my power to someone else, which caused me to be a single parent, basically doing everything on my own, did not get married uh and was a single parent and doing everything. You know, of course, God was there with me, but doing, um, living life, taking care of my child and myself on my own. So uh, years later into adulthood and marriage, after, you know, after we got married and maybe I said two decades, maybe I realized that everything that I had gone through was really traumatic. And... That's how I brought a lot of my issues into the marriage. Talked previously about the trust, why I had a wall up um, around me when I got married to this man right here who is, you know, he, he gives you his heart, his all in all, and I could not do it. I just didn't trust him, but I didn't know that I wasn't trusting him until God brought it to me um, several years ago. Uh, so it just made me, God just brought me through a whole thing and, and just... And like what ways you didn't trust? Um, well, I, I didn't trust um, even though you showed me that you were you were there for me and you had my best interests at heart, that you loved me and you were going to take care of me, it was kind of like I had to see it because you telling me didn't change anything. I was always in the in the back of my mind, not not really thinking that it wasn't going to work, but it was it had become a. Um, it had become a, a crutch or a defense defense mechanism for me to hold these walls. But I didn't realize I didn't trust you, that the whole issue was trust. And the root of that was abandonment. So um, God just revealed all of that to me. That is not anything. And I was shocked. You feel comfortable talking about who abandoned you? Like the abandonment? Uh, like in depth? Cause that, cause uh, you know, we really, you know, cause I, you know, it's all, it's all on you. It's, it's, yeah, it's, cause, cause it's, it's not like that today, and so you can no, share no, it. No, no, 
today it's today it's, it's awesome. But um, of course, uh, my son's uh, dad, um, you know, uh, he just wasn't he just wasn't present, you know, uh, emotionally, you know, financially uh, for me and for my son at, at times. So I had to do what I had to do. And, uh, you know, God stepped in and took care of us to the point to where I didn't need child support, anything like that. I was blessed to have a really good job to take care of my, my son and myself. And, uh, but the abandonment, um, of course, was him. And then years later, family uh, that just, you know, it's like the male, the, 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 the male figures in my family kind of abandoned me. What kind? Not kind of, but did. I feel, I feel like they abandoned me. I felt that way, but didn't have language for it for years. You know, so leading up to us getting married, I just, you know, I built this wall. Oof, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? So, so but, so, because you kind of skirted, you kind of yeah. skirted it. You don't want to, you don't want to? Okay, woof, man, this is good, because, you know, oh, I can't, I can't wait till you feel comfortable, because that's, that's going to free some people. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so, you, you got these people you know, who, who, who you, you felt should have your back, felt should have you. And then in different ways and at different levels, you know, they abandoned. They're still, you know, and some of them still present, but abandoned, you know, not, not there for you. Now, now granted the, the, the beautiful thing is that today, all those relationships are repaired. Yay. Look at God. Go God. But, but before a long time though, that was, how you filtered relating to me, which was a problem for me because what? Which served me well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It served me well through the years because that kept me from being in relationships that were, that were just... The riffraff. Yes. Like <laughs> I would say, that kept all of the riffraff away because the way that I, I walked through, you know... My my world was, you know, and I th I don't think we told them what you did for what you retired from. Tell them what you retired from. I said you cussed and fought for a living, yeah. but nobody understood what that was. My career was in corrections, so I worked uh, in the jail for uh, twenty six years, and uh, that served me well as, as well. So I mean, you know, you run it in a jailhouse, you can run it in the streets. <laughs> What you said to me? Y'all look, side note, let's just be funny. I threw a party uh, for in 2000 at, uh, at the uh, Y2K. So I threw a party, right? And so Y2K, that's when we, we thought the world was going to shut down whenever the clock stroke over, struck over, when the clock switched over to 12.01 at midnight, went into the next day, January 1, 2000. We thought that the computers were all going to freeze, and like I, I was really hoping my student loans would just be forgiven. Um, but we, so we, so everybody was throwing Y two K parties. So we threw the Y two K party, and and I, I, you know, we I play Zydeco music, so we got you know all the bands, me and three other people, we're, you know, and this place, uh, this place was packed, right? You know, I said for us, thousand people, right? 
chuck chock full. Uh, I got a table, you know, for my my family. So her and her sisters are there. And one of my friends from high school, uh, shall remain nameless, you know, his his girlfriend goes over to the table and like just sits down and just sits down in, in a not so respectful manner. You know, whenever they say, "Hey, this is so and so," see this, and, she, and so then it is a thing, and so I'm I'm in the I'm in the crowd, but I'm moving through, and I and I notice I have a feeling because you know with her I always have feelings. I need to go find her. Let me go find her. <laughs> so I go over there, and I see that it's a big traca, right? And it, then nobody's fighting, but you know he's now come to the rescue of, you know, his girlfriend and he's talking to them. Now they all work at the jail. So I'm walking up and this is what I'm seeing. <laughs> whole bunch of neck popping, whole bunch of talking, you know, and I get close and I hear them all saying, oh, so you going to hit me? We work at the jail. You ain't saying nothing. I was like, ooh, ooh. So I diffuse because I'm a diffuser. That's what I do. You know what I'm saying? I diffuse. And that's why I say she didn't have no problem with riffraff because she was hard. She was hard. I always I always saw straight through that. But she was hard. She, she ain't had no problem. Now, you know, her biggest thing, and I know we I know we got sidetracked, but it's funny because you don't get to know who we are. But her biggest thing was always, I got money. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was like, if I hear I got money one more time, you know, it's like, you know, we're going to say, oh, I got money. I'm like, hey, I ain't, I'm just telling you, I got money. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Because like somebody didn't want to let you in, uh, in a gig one time, you know, somebody's like, Sean, somebody's like, Sean, your girlfriend, I was like, okay, well, let me go over there. She's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I said, no, I don't want you to pay. I don't want you to pay because you my, you know, you my, my spug, you my spug dump, spunk, you know what I'm saying? You my spug, you ain't paying to get in there and I ain't walking you through the back door. We walk through the front. Well, I got money. I just want to let you know I ain't come here for that. I don't need that. That's before we got like tight, tight though. And I was like, man, I mean, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Independent, independence. So, um, so yeah, so you, you're dealing with me through that, through that jail and and she's working in a jail with men and women. You know, so fellas, what do you do when your wife's job is in a situation in which you don't think she's safe? So I, I had to tell her, I said, well, look, you were doing that a long time before I got here. So I'm not going to ask you to quit it. And and at the same time, we we was all working on our stuff. We I just had a little upheaval in my life. So I was like, well, I don't have the money to tell you to quit. <laughs> We all got to keep on working in this camp. <laughs> and I said, but you know, you've been doing it forever. And I had a lot invested. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah, she had no, she had no desire to quit. She loved what she did, mm -hmm. you know. And so she's got a thing where you got disappointment and 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 letdowns uh, and abandonment issues with the men in her life. Mm -hmm. And then she works at a place in which she's working with the majority of the time because she's so strong and so commanding. She's working a lot with the men more than the women. I mean, like, and what you call the picket. Just so like when she worked graveyards, and I, I've never seen how this looked and I'm glad I've never seen it because it's like she said she's in the picket, which is like a raised platform. And there's about 50 men 
in bunks. And she's 48 to 60 men in bunks. And she's locked in with them by herself, by herself on a picket. Just imagine that, husbands. Not secure. No doors, no guns, no way to defend. Just on the fact that they they understand that a radio and telephone is all she got. So there was there was a lot of times we first started dating that I'd be like, "Ooh, I'm just saying a prayer, extra prayer for my babe." But she, this is her everyday thing. So she's she's in it. She's in the jail in a situation where she's seeing men interact, and there's men who have, for whatever reason. Um, uh, made wrong choices, bad choices, left their families to, you know, for with uh, with bad choices. Some, and again, there, there's room for second chances. I don't want to. I'm not pointing a finger at people, but for lack of a better term, these are people who were not, you know, doing the thing that men should do. So then I got to come in from through all of that. So talk about some of the ways you didn't trust me. And our and me in our relationships because of that. Um, if you have a problem, we can start with sex. <laughs> we can start with that because that was that was. I mean that that helped me get into the mindset. And it made me feel a lot better because what would you say? See them things all day long. I don't want to see one when I come home. <laughs> you know, when, when you, when <laughs> that is your career, you see, you see so much. And uh, because I worked with men all the time, you know, it, it, I had to learn how, I didn't know how to separate what I saw. And even though I loved my husband, you know, he was still a man. You know what I'm saying? And so there were times where I had to, to, I fought to separate that part of my life. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was difficult. It, it really, it really was because in a day's time, you know, I would see sometimes three, five, you know, <laughs> ten, <laughs> you know, fetuses, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, Coming home. <laughs> See now you could not not it getting how you told me, yeah. You know, coming home like <laughs> you know, the last thing I want to say. Who say, bro? Move that rock. Go with rock. I know where this is going, <laughs> and I ain't trying to go there because I didn't seen five today. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to see. <laughs> I know this is mine, but uh I don't want it right now. I need a pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was so hard. So hard, but anyway. So that's so. Sex is one way. What are, What are some other ways? Just Just uh, being in, in that uh, atmosphere, uh, and just trying to navigate that because I saw so much just bad things, but um. So much for a lot, for many, they could have made, you know, better choices and been better men, but, but they were not. And I got to see the worst of humanity in there. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like way in the back of my head that, you know, you can't trust, even though you love him and you know that he loves you, you can't just put your all in all, you know, your whole heart 
yet. You know what I'm saying? So I learned to trust you. Things started getting better. You, you trusted me to a point. To a point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, and how you won me over was just being consistent. You know what I'm saying? Always had, having my back, not just saying things, but, you know, you did. You put action to it and consistently. So that won me over to where slowly, you know, through that in prayer and God showing me different things about myself, things that I needed to let go, that you were able to win me over, really. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm, come on now. now. Today, I don't have any any doubts about anything. I, I, I totally trust you, you know. Uh so yeah, you know. Yeah, the, the, you did it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because that, that that's a that's a big thing because like you know, we we we're, we're dealing in this thing. So her trauma is men dropping the ball and abandonment. So that's her trauma. She's coming to relationships. She don't trust me in the finances. She don't trust me in the bedroom. She don't trust me in a relationship. I mean, not which was very. Which was decision making, which was very sexy to me at first. The I don't need you part was really sexy because I had just gotten out of a relationship in which that person just needed, needed me for everything. And so I was like, well, that was really cool. I, the complete opposite, you know. And so I get to the point with somebody who doesn't need anything. But because I'm always on the road, I was like, well, I want a strong woman and I ain't scared of a strong woman, you know. And, and so I was like, well, when I'm on the road, I don't have to worry about my house because I know she's going to have it taken care of. But it's like, it's a thing where that's a great part of it. But then now I got to accept everything else that comes along with that. Like all that BS that goes with it that I ain't even, I ain't even produce. You know, I, I, I had no part. I had no part in that BS, but I had to eat it. Right. I had to deal with it, smell it, all that stuff. And so um, I'm dealing with her through that, helping to, 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 you know, to, just, just try to survive. Cause I mean, when I, when I got married, which is, which we can talk about my trauma. When I got married, you know, divorce was never an option for me. And so I was like, okay, so, um, I have been, uh, let down so many different ways by so many people, close family members, you know, friends, or people I thought were friends forever and ever. And I'm the type of person that I give my all if I'm for you, I'm for you. And, you know, and that was another thing that got me because you used to say, look, if I'm for you, I'm for you. Oh, absolutely. You said, I love hard. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love hard. So right? you want my heart, I love hard. Yeah. Indeed. Like I tell and see today, like, you know, we, we, um, one of my, one of our friends was explaining my wife to, to his, his new fiance. And he says, yeah, you know, Miss B, Miss B, she's always got a smile on her face. She's always got a smile on her face. I say, bruh, that wasn't always the case. <laughs> Matter of fact, whenever I met her, she didn't even really smile. She would go. <laughs> and I used to put a hand out. Girl, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what? So so my, my trauma, you know, the filter of my trauma is, like I said, all of my relationships, people just like, you know, just leave me hanging, cut, you know, I'm just... All of that, man, just really bad. But it never stopped me, even to this day. 
It never stopped me from being who I am, which is a very giving person. And, you know, if I'm for you, I'm for you. I'll always be trying to help you, always be trying to, you know, to connect you and be the plug or whatever. But for me, I evaluated relationships. So coming up for me, um, I was never really in relationships. You know, I, I was I was the other guy a lot, <laughs> you know, Um not, not for marriages, not for marriages, but like in relationships. Um, and I just, and I would listen to these people. And I guess you said earlier, me listening. Listening was so sexy, you know, in my 20s and 30s for women, obviously, because the men, I guess, were not listening at all. You know. Hey, so it's still sexy, you know what I'm saying? So fellas, if you're out there, you know, sh- shut up and listen. You know, ask questions and go, mm-hmm, okay, Really? Don't try to fix it. Oh, man, that's but you, you're giving away this. Okay, so since she brought it up, I'm a fixer. Yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll dedicate a whole, a whole episode to that. You know, because she was like, I don't want you to fix it, hollering at me. I'm like, well, you asked me. You know I'm a fixer. Don't ask me to something that I can fix. If I, if you know what I'm saying, don't. Oh, and so then now, now our words, is, and we'll share it later, but now my word is, am I just listening or am I fixing it? And then she said, you just listen. I said, okay, cool. So for me, my biggest thing was when I get married, after watching watching failed relationships, watching relationships that were ongoing but failing, and then, you know, my own parents' relationship, you know, where my dad, you know... Um, you know, the generational curse in my family is is the philandering, is the... Um, I don't know if philandering is a good word, but the 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 love of other people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you know, I'm married, but what's up? You know, and I saw from an early age what that does to a household. And 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 as as the experts say, you're either gonna repeat it or be the total opposite. And I always said from the time when I understood that I was going to be the total opposite. So I don't complain about the way I was raised and my upbringing and the home because everything that I went through, I went through, uh, I'm the sum total of my experiences and it, it enables me to be the husband I am to my wife. So I had to make her understand, you know, when she's talking about, I don't want to see no more weenies. I'm like, but you got to understand, you my source. I'm not going to go out there and satisfy this urge because I know what that's going to do to the house, even though you ain't taking care of me. You know what I'm saying? And so that was a big thing. That was a big thing for a long time. Uh, But it's who I am. My trauma is I want everything to be perfect. I want everything to be great. I want to do whatever I got to do to make sure that she's happy, you know, and just push, push, push. So that's my trauma. And I and I had to understand that I was loving her through the filter of my past and say, okay, well, you're not cheating, so she's not hurting. <laughs> you know, you're you're not being this way, so she's not being that way. So you don't have to push. And if she says she's okay, even though you think she may not be, you gotta rock with it. So my filter, my my adjustment. My my adjustment, my pivot was to just back up and go, okay, I guess I'm being too much. I had a smothering type of love because 
I was very upfront. Them conversations we talked about in the last episode, I was very upfront that I love kissing, I love hugging, I love touching, I love being close. And she said she ain't had no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Until I did. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look, we almost didn't get married. I was like, yo, I didn't sign up for this. I told you this is what I... And, you know, she's like, but I'm trying. I was like, no, you're not. Because remember also we said the other time, her first answer is always no. I mean, like, <laughs> like up until a couple years ago, I would reach out to touch my wife. You see, she jumped. She just, she just jumped. Just not, didn't she? I didn't look because I don't want to be disappointed on the camera. But I reach out to touch my wife. And y'all would swear I was whipping up butt. People, if people didn't know us, they swear I was whipping her butt. I'd be like, hey, she put them karate moves on me like we at the gym. I'm like, man. So, you know, so there was a lot of, there was a lot of trying. So, you know, two people come into a relationship and they bring baggage. They bring baggage. And, and I guess the number one job as a spouse is to go through that luggage and figure out what's in it, then once you, know, once you know what's in the luggage, in the baggage, now you can act accordingly. Because after we had been together for two years, we were about to get married or whatever, and I was like, hey, I ain't signed up for this. And I was like, well, I kind of know her baggage. I didn't know it was that big. I didn't know it was that deep. I ain't know. I ain't know. <laughs> ain't no excuse. <laughs> Ignorance of the law is no excuse. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, you're right. You didn't know. I did not. I, I said. You did. You did. I did not know. Which, which y'all? Oh my God! Side note, and we will. Y'all know this is how we roll. Side note, I will always point out things. See, she just said she did not know. We've been married 20, 22 years. Twenty two years. It it took her twenty one, no twenty two and three months for her to admit stuff like that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it took a long time for that stuff to be revealed. No, it's, no, it's, it's like, you moved this, baby, you moved that. Uh, no, I didn't move that. I didn't move that. The yellow one is still here. What do you mean? The, I, I did, the yellow one is still here. What do you mean? No, baby, the black one, the black one. You moved the black one. I'm telling you, I did not move the blue one. I didn't move the blue one. Ladies, y'all are really good at circle arguing. <laughs> circle arguing is a thing. I call this it's circle argument because because here's the point, and you do everything but the point. Now there's some men who argue like that, and I I, I look at them, I'll be like, come on, bro, come on, man, that that ain't what we do. We don't do that. But again, but again, the trauma, a lot of the trauma part, a lot of the trauma. I did not know. I didn't yeah. know that I was carrying all that. It was God that revealed that. Well, you bringing light to some things, and then in prayer. And, and just trying to figure everything out, uh, then it was revealed to me. Yeah, because that was my thing. Because I, I, had, I had no idea. Trust me. <laughs> From down for you, I'm down for you. I work at the jail. We trust each other at the jail. We trust each other. We get in life with that situation. We trust each other. What you mean? I trust you. Yeah. Really? Okay, well, I'm going to do this. Well, you ain't talked to me about that. Won't, won't, won't. So, you know, that that's a thing. And then I didn't realize until you brought this subject up. So I was processing this as we're talking that I was dealing with you through my trauma. 
you know, I thought it just made me a better husband because I was able to, you know, because I, I was I was very, very set on making this marriage work. But also that put a lot of pressure on you because I was always trying to make this marriage work. You know, and I'm going to tell y'all, we, we say that we, you know, we're Christ-centered. You know, we don't use Christians today because that's such a varied term. We're, we're Christ followers. And um, we tell people in the first 10 years when they say, man, y'all are like, y'all are the perfect couple. We're like, yeah. And then we didn't have God in the middle. We'd have been divorced. We wouldn't have made it past terrible twos. <laughs> <laughs> We, we wouldn't have made it past terrible twos. I'm telling you right now, you know, because I, I had to go to God. I had to go to God in it. And so, so you know, so I'm, I'm loving her through all of that. Everything is cool. And then the biggest problem from, that I saw from the beginning was that we are opposite to what you think our roles are. You know, generically speaking, men don't like to talk and aren't verbally acute. And women always want to talk and are in tune with their emotions. Total opposite. So like I couldn't get her to be happy about anything ever. And then I couldn't get her to talk about anything ever. And because like I... Especially hard things, and then you know, and then then I started getting better, and I'd be like, you know what, I'm you. So you think about it and let me know. And months would pass, and then I come back, and what was? Oh, I ain't thought about that, and then she laughed. But what do we learn though about my my personality is that for me, when something needed to be well, first of all, you have to give me a schedule. We learned that. Oh yeah. In five days, we just no, not, not five days. Not, I'll be like, look, I'm gonna give you three days. Yeah, maybe yeah, three days. Exactly. Or some things are important. Hey, I need to know tomorrow. Think about this. But uh, what I realized too is that being being not forced, but being urged to give you an answer. That's forced because you knew you knew I wasn't gonna let it go. It was forced. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Okay, being forced to give you an answer a lot of prompted times. strongly. It did. It did. Yeah, yeah. Prompted, prompted strongly. strongly. It forced me to just say something instead of thinking about it. About it. Yeah, because you were because because you were you were dealing with it like a dude. You were dealing with it like a dude. Are you gonna make me think about it? Well, what I'm thinking right now is. And then because I'm a, because I'm a talker. And I and I can and I can express my feelings and I can talk through and you can't confuse me with your words. I was like, so what you saying is this? Is that what you saying? It, it came out, hard. but it came out wrong. I mean, I didn't really mean it that way. Mm-hmm. Were you apologizing? No, I mean I did mean it, but I'm just saying I ain't mean it like that. <laughs> well, you meant it. No, I didn't mean it. I just said it, but I didn't mean it. But I. You... <laughs> but I really I. I... I realized for me, and you have to understand this too, that I wasn't, for so many years, <laughs> I didn't have to answer to anybody. I had to answer to nobody. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I didn't have to answer to anybody. Anybody, and then all of a sudden I'm married and now I have to answer. So it was... It well, was, not have to. Don't, don't let the people think I'm... Not now because of the relationship and because of the way you feel about the relationship, you are urged to answer. That's right. There you I go. didn't have to. 
Because you ain't got to do nothing but stay black and die. What's, what's the answer in, in a, a... In a in a way that didn't call well in a way that wasn't lashing out. Yeah, because she would answer, and the answer she gave was to lash out, not to answer the question. Yeah. So then I realized I realized that I needed to process things first so that I can can uh, communicate my thoughts, my heart in in the right way that wouldn't be lashing out to him. I, I learned that. So with the time, time constraints and all of that, I was like, okay, so how do you feel about, okay, V, how do you feel about that? You need, he needs an answer. So this is, you know, this is how I feel. And we would have, you know, conversation about it. Yeah. You know, because I, I was always wanting to know then. And and I'm I'm trying to make sense of stuff, and I'm I'm like okay, A plus B equals C, right? Because because on the other side, I am analytical. I am the dude, and she does have more of an emotional quotient, but she would never tap into that, and she was living her adjusted, her uh, adaptive lifestyle of adapting that hardcore thing and those hardcore traits, right? And so we were in here just like. Just like boom, 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 and um, you know we're, we're rounding out the end of this one. So, so we'll we'll just give you a teaser. Uh, we're gonna have a, a single woman uh, on, a single woman on to talk about how some women are choosing to uh, to not be married, and that is that is a, a totally legit thing. But we'll get into the whys, and I think one of the reasons is like you know, because like she was saying, she she was living that lifestyle before. She was totally happy and content, but because it wasn't even an option. Yeah. It was something that maybe happened, but she wasn't thinking about it. And she wasn't worried about it. And if somebody didn't like if it, whenever somebody presented something, she just did not even halfway care for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> That's the way I live my life. Like, mm-hmm. boom. Gotta go. Done. Yeah. And so we could talk about that. You know, we, we, we can talk, get some insight on, on that. Because I, and you know, and for the men, you know, they would tell me, you need to talk to the men. And yet for the men, we need to understand that um, it, it's not that hard. It's not, it's, it's not that hard. First of all, unfortunately for women, we have a large dating pool. We have a very large dating pool because of war and incarceration and all that kind of stuff like that. Uh, we, have a, we have a large dating pool. And so I think the fact that we have so many options causes a lot of men to um, not commit because they're thinking about the what ifs and the, uh, what is that trade up thing? Uh, you know, what's, what level up? Well, you know, I, I, I want to hold this because I might have something better down the street. And so they have commitment issues. Some of them have commitment issues because they're, they're worrying about FOMO, fear of missing out. There could be somebody finer, cuter, taller, richer around the corner. But, da, da, da. but I will tell you, I will submit to you fellas that if you find somebody you can grow with, if you find somebody who um, who has a willing spirit, because for all of the all of the barriers that she did have, uh, I could see in our in our relatings when we got engaged up to getting married that she had a willing spirit, even though in here things were just fighting. She had a willing spirit to try to figure it out. And so when I saw that, that gave me peace to say, okay, well, I know I'm not perfect. So I'm going to go ahead on and just and rock it out. 
and 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 I decided to you know to make you know March the the, the third the 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 best day you know of my life and 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 walk down the aisle and you know the Bible say when a man finds a wife he finds a good thing but nobody ever talks about the second part it said then he receives favor from the Lord and let me tell you something that favor is strong strong whenever we agree nothing we can't have when we agree and don't doubt there's nothing we can't have. You know, see, it's just getting that agreement part because we 23 years later doing the podcast. I'm just saying. They <laughs> <laughs> fell that agreement hard to come by sometime. Hard to come by. But once you can get it, boy, it's gone. It's always on and so popping. What saying is that when he first <laughs> brought up the subject about doing podcasts, I was like, mm-mm. Nope. nope. I, it was a book at first. It was a book. And that I, said, no- I said, we're going to write a book. Nope. Because podcast, we didn't, you know, podcast wasn't there yet, but it was a book. We're gonna write a book. I was like, mm-hmm. I said, Yeah, we were. We he brought up podcast, and I was like, And I have to sit in front of a camera speaking to people. Oh, that's your thing, not mine. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but fellas, I can just say, if you stay the course, if you believe it, if you, if if you feel that that's what you're supposed to be doing, you just come to them, and and then after you've brought it to them and got your response, then then you know you take it to your higher power. So I, you whatever your higher power is, I believe it is very 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 difficult to to get and stay married and get stay and be happy in a marriage relationship without having a higher party, a higher power, like a third powerful party in the middle of that, like to to keep it cool. Because if, if there's not that third power that's bigger than us, then it's just our feelings. It's just it's just what we want and, and our feelings. And man, can feelings get in the way. And for us personally. God. Yeah, for us personally. Yeah, it's God. Holy Spirit between us. All the time, you know, because because a lot of this change that we're that that you're experiencing on this thing with her happened because I used to always come to her with her with it. I would go to her with it. I mean, I had my arguments down pat, as y'all can tell. I probably can, you know, I probably argue really good. I mean, argue, discuss really good, right? So I would come and be like, A plus B equals C, baby. Look, right here, right here. It's right there. It's all the facts. What's what's right? Mm-mm. So I'd be really, really hot, really, really mad for a long time. And then she ain't doing no better because she don't want to talk about it. We're going back and forth. So then then the older person told me who had been married before, uh, told me, said, you know what? What I do, man, is, is I go to God with it. Everything I want to tell her, I tell God. So we would be talking and she would say something cocked up from the rocks up. And I'd be like, okay. And then when I'm taking my shower. Man, Lord, I, you know, I'm saying, I'm talking to this woman and trying to tell you, you know, we we do all this stuff and it's going to be like that for the rest of my life. I don't want it to be like that for the rest of my life, Lord. I'm saying, you know, come on, just, just soften her heart, you know, just help her, help her to tell, you know, yep. And then, you know what? Stuff started changing. Mm-hmm. Stuff started changing. And I never told her I did that. Never told her. I just took, I just took it to the Lord and prayer. So if you got a higher power, if you got a meditation that you got to do or whatever it is, you have to be able to, to, step back from it and look at it from a different perspective to be able to keep that thing going. And our way is through Christianity. But anyway, so that's why we keep referencing. That's why I had to say that because I don't want nobody to be put off by the fact that our way is that way because there are many ways for you to stay in a relationship. You know, you can get into any way of life and have it have it give you a softer, a softer, less rigid stance on things so that you can marry. Because marriage is a give and take. Mm-hmm. And what I like to say with us, it's a give and give. Mm-hmm. It's a give and give. 
If you're always giving, you know, it's going to be given unto you so you don't ever have to take. Because that give and take thing, I want to I re, re, rework that. It's give and give. Because give and take implies somebody's losing. And we don't want that. So we got to give and give. So we, you know, we love on each other. We try to out love each other every single day. You know what I'm saying? I keep touching her because she don't move no more when I touch her. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it's, it's so hard. It's, so, it's, it's such a, you know, and maybe we'll talk about that next time. You know, fellas, what do you do when it seems like your spouse don't desire you? Whoo-wee. Can we talk about that next time? Oh, Lord. Look, she's like, uh -huh. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, y'all. So until next time, I'm Sean. I'm V. And uh, we'll catch y'all next time on Better Marriage Daily, where we love each other in spite of each other. Peace. Say it again. I said, once you you started to, to take your concerns to God in prayer, and you didn't bring it to me first, but took it to God in prayer to, to figure out how to get the language and, and, and how to present it to me. Then God got my heart ready to receive. You know what I'm saying? And be open to it. Because before, for me personally, that was pressure. You know, it, it was it was too much pressure. So I would I would fight. <laughs> no, you didn't run. <laughs> You, you fought. Know, but at, you were but, fighting. You know, yeah, fighting. But you know, I fled. Yeah. Mentally, emotionally, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Ah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a nugget right there. Yeah. I fled because it was it was at, at the moment it was just too much pressure for me. You know. Yeah. Well, I thought we were done, but we're gonna end on that note. I ain't gonna say nothing else. <laughs> Baby.